Okay, so now. Question number one. Let us turn. Now, actually, this person didn't give a verse. But, now, Chloe asks, Why is meat offering called meat offering when it is just flour, oil, and frankincense? Alright? So, Chloe's question is, Why do we call it, call it meat? Why call it meat offering when it's just flour? Is that how you pronounce it? How you, how you pronounce this, uh, Jennifer? Say again? Flour. Samantha, how do you pronounce this? Yes. How you pronounce it? Flour. Alright. I don't know how to spell flour. Now, Singaporeans, we call it flour. Right? We say, have some cooking flour. Flour. Alright, flour. So there was once, I was in a shop, this Angmoor boy came to this Chinese shop. Huh? He said, can I have some flour? And then the man said, we don't sell flour here. And then there's like stacks of, stacks of flour on the shelf. And I said, no uncle, he wants, he wants this one. Oh, flour! <laughs> I think the poor boy is really confused. He probably go home. Nah, mom, flour. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think the proper pronunciation, as Samantha also said, the proper pronunciation, flower. Right, flower. You pronounce it flower, flower. Right, but wrong. Don't say flour. Flour. Okay. Now, so why do you call it meat offering when it's flour, oil, and so on? Anyone want to guess? It's difficult to guess because it's a Hebrew word. Okay, the Hebrew word. So when you read this word, meat offering, meat offering, the Hebrew word is, wait, let me try and put saliva in my mouth first. Okay, it's called, min ha. Right? Min ha. Okay? Sorry, if you saliva, I flew on you. <laughs> min ha. That is, the mean, that is the word for, for this word which is translated as meat. Okay? Now, in the Bible, min ha is not only flour, oil, um, and so on. In other places in the Bible, mincha is also used for offerings that involve animal meat. Okay? So this word... I don't know how to... I think it's like that. Lah. Okay, but basically is, if you want to know the Hebrew word... Okay? Mincha, okay? When you see this meat, it can be animal offering, it can be, like you say, flower, it can mean different thing. In just, so it's not just this. Answer your question? I give you an example. Je turn to Genesis 4, 3 to 5. Genesis 4, 3 to 5. Okay, Genesis 4, 3 to 5. Now let us read. You there? Reading. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel also brought the firstlings of his fat. 
Okay, mincha can mean different kinds of offering. So, um, don't think when you say meat offering means it's only meat, neither is it, neither is it only flour, neither is it only certain other things. Okay, Chloe, can? Alright, so answer your question. Now, but so what if we know this? So what if we know this? Now, the question is what is more, more important? What are minkas? What are these kind of offerings? What are these kind of offerings? Alright, so let me help you try to focus by drawing for you. So, when... Okay, I'm blocking many of you. Alright, so, when someone brings... When someone brings a, a mincha, when someone brings a mincha, it can be meat, it can be flour, it can be other things, alright? What is a meat offering? What is this minka offering? What is it supposed to mean? Uh, that is the important thing. Now, this word, in the language, it refers especially to people bringing tribute. Okay, I already said, whenever I don't know how to explain difficult English word to young people, I will ask Shalomia. <laughs> so, Shalomia, do you know it's tribute? Okay, how to explain to Phoebe, tribute? Not to explain, so I also don't know how. Now, tribute is like that. When someone brings minka, now, it means someone bringing tribute, it means someone bringing a gift that is offered to, for example, a king. Tribute means it is offered to, for example, king. Uh, king. Is offered to a king, someone of high authority and rank. Then you bring something to offer in uh, tribute means in respect, uh, in respect, in devotion. Means we telling the king, O king, we are your subjects. We are, we are here, we want to offer you something to show that you are king over us and we want to obey you. Understand that? Okay, Phoebe, can? Means bringing minka is to show respect and we will obey you. You are king to us. So when you see meat offering, huh? Chloe, when you see meat offering, it refers to this kind of attitude. Understand that? It's more important to know that. Because today, are you going to bring any meat offering, bring, bring any um, flour? No, right? So does it mean, no need, no need this idea in the New Testament anymore. What do you think, um, Ilim? Today, do, this is Old Testament, people being minka. In the New Testament, is there any idea that we still bring this kind of tribute to Christ, to God? Hmm? Noah. Okay, Noah. I mean, no. No? Noah. Noah. Any? We give offerings in church. Yes, offerings in church as you give, it is a show of your love and tribute. But more than that, um, okay, adults. Let me see. O older adults. Claude, can you think of any Bible verse that talk about presenting this kind of offering to Christ as respect and devotion and giving ourselves to Him? So it's like giving self. 
We are your subjects. We belong to you. We worship you. Huh? Uh, okay, we, we present things to him. But the most ultimate one is what? Now, anyone is... Any parent here? After we answer that question. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, any parent here... Okay, Maggie, your mommy just put out her hand. Any parent here will offer your child on the altar, sacrifice, and burn the child to God? You want to be? No. <laughs> okay? Because this kind of offering is like that, you know, it's like offering your all, your most precious. So, parent, you know, offer your most precious, and God said, burn this child for you. After we ask a question, because someone asked, how come this, this judge in Israel, he offer his daughter as a sacrifice? So who wants, which daughter wants to be a sacrifice? No, right? But does the Bible tell us to make sacrifice to God? Hmm? Yes, okay. Colin, which verse? Okay, so now God tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, right? Turn to Romans 12, 1. Now, so you learn the Hebrew word. Very good, but what is its application for us? Romans 12, 1. Shall we read together? I beseech you, therefore, by the mercy by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service now does the Bible now Elim so when you think does the Bible tell us to present tribute sacrifice to God in the New Testament yes he say I plead with you brethren Elim included you, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So, Elim is alive. Your daddy mommy will present you as living sacrifice to God. Is it that? So, what do you think it means? Okay, Noah will help you. Yes. Um, is it like if you're living sacrifice, your life is like, is like um, put into like, like, like serving God and Okay, so is it like you take your life, you take your life, you take your heart and you give it to God, your life and your heart. You give it to God and say, God, this, my heart and my life is sacrificed to you. It all belongs to you. It's all yours. That's the meaning of sacrifice, huh? It's all yours. All belongs to you. So does the Bible ask us to do sacrifice in that sense? Yes is present our own lives. So when you understand Minka, it is respect, devotion, and giving of the self to God. Do you all want to give your life to God and tell God, God, I love you. I am here for you to use. Use me and all I have. Yes? Yes, right? So that is what, that is what it means. So, um, Chloe, Chloe, so the next time you read, meat offering, Minka, then you say, I, Chloe, also want to offer Mincha to you, God. 
I give you my life, my heart. I belong to you. You are my king, you are my lord. I offer my all to you. Alright? Okay. So anyone don't want to do that. See God, I don't care. You died for me, you paid for my sin, you saved me, but I'm not going to care about you. Then you don't understand what salvation is. Alright? So that is Minka. Can? Answer your question? Now, there is another. Can you think of a very good example in the Bible before we move on? Where someone talks about meat. Someone talks about meat. Okay, try Shama. Someone talks about meat. Like meat offering. I say meat offering. Someone talks about meat and he do he obey God 100%. Who is it? And say my meat. He used the word meat. Does it ring a bell? No. Okay. Abraham? No, in the New Testament. Well, anyone? Esther? Paul? No. He used the word meat. My meat. Okay, Samantha, I'm sure you know. Christ? What did Christ say? My meat is to... Okay, let's, let's turn to the Bible, alright? Let's turn to John chapter 4, verse 34. John 4, 34. Now, Christ gave the best example. Christ gave the best example. Let's read together. Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. Let's read again. My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. You see, Christ offered Himself as a sacrifice and Christ said, My meat is to do the will of the Father. He offered Himself as a sacrifice. He lived to do that. Okay? So young people, you learn this word, but now you must know how to live such a life. Live for Christ. Okay. Now, next question. Now, no use learning all this, but we don't live it, okay? Now, next. Okay, Maggie has this question. Maggie asks, Will we have free will in heaven since we will never sin again? Will we have free will in heaven since we will never sin again? Ah, yeah. So young asks about free will. Okay, how to explain to you? Will we have free will when we get to heaven? Because since we we'll never sin again. Now, first and foremost, we must understand free will. Huh? When we say free will, what does it mean? Maggie, when you say free will, what were you thinking of? Huh? Oh, you didn't ask this question? Oh, okay. Then I can't remember who then. Alright, uh, what is free will? Susan, do you remember? Okay, can 
can understand can understand between good and evil can differentiate between good and evil and able to choose not to sin choose not to sin and able not to sin able to not sin okay yes in the bible when you say free will it means this huh? okay free will means this free will Ilim. free will what do you think of free will when you say free will don't think about such deep thoughts okay most of us think free will now so may i put the other way do we have free will today shalomia do you think you have free will you are able to differentiate between good and evil choose not to sin and able to not sin before you were saved yes okay make you say no now what the bible explains is before we get saved you turn to romans okay romans chapter 3 so who asked this question don't know okay Romans chapter 3 since it's asked I will answer now can we read verses 10 10 to 18 reading Romans 3 10 to 18 as it is written there is none righteous no not one there is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh after God they are all gone out of the way they are together become unprofitable there is none that doeth good no not one with their tongues they have used deceit the poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursings and bitterness their feet are swift to shed blood destruction and misery are in their ways and the way of peace have they not known there is no fear of god in their eyes now god okay shalomia god described here the person before salvation okay so before salvation now shalomia i ask you before salvation does god say there is some people that will do good look at verse 12 some people will do good no why no not one god says not a single one will do um will will do good able not a single one will do good so unsafe person will not do good not a single one now then another one is that verse 11 is there anyone that is uh, verse 10 anyone that is righteous zero no righteous person so no righteous cannot do good not a single one will do good and then you look at like susan pointed out look at verse 11 there is none that understandeth none that seeketh after god so none understands none will understand god's word none will want to obey god's word that is what it means none understand not that they read they don't understand english means they will never accept what god tells them understand that that's what it means so now god says before salvation all sinners as long as you're a sinner before salvation there is not a single righteous one 
You say, is it true, Vincent? Is it true that there is no single righteous, unsafe person? In the eyes of God. Hey, you have classmates that are righteous. You have colleagues at work that are righteous. They are quite good, right? They are very good. Noah, pay attention. Why are you, why are you disturbing the girls? Now, non-righteous. Okay, non-righteous means... But say, but no, people give money to charity. They are good people. They do good things. Now, this righteous means none will do anything for the right reason. When they give money to charity, they do it for personal reasons never for godly holy reasons there are always motives understand so whatever good they do it is hidden motives can you think of some hidden motives pride right if i give they will put my name in the school wow i give money so no matter their righteous acts are not genuinely righteous okay so even when they do good not genuine good there's always personal motives that's why god said there's none at all so when we talk about free will okay so listen carefully Shalomia. free will is being able or maybe i did put it the other way free will does not mean that you cannot choose at all are you going to the old folks home afterwards no can you choose to go choose not to go can are you going to eat are you going to drink water afterwards maybe so you have choice you're making so we make choices making choices making normal choices daily choices what to wear where to go what to do it is not talking about that kind of free will see i'm i have free will whether i want to um, um drink water afterwards or i want to drink coca-cola i have free will limited for children okay limited by parents so i can choose I can choose. It's not about that. What free will means is you not only know what is good and evil, you understand and you are able to choose and you will choose to do it and choose it with perfect. Do it perfectly. Understand that? Perfectly. And you will choose God. But God says before salvation you will not. So now, Maggie's question of okay, Maggie, it's not your question. She's squinting. Now, whoever asked this question, this question this person asked. So, does it mean that when we get to heaven, okay, when we get to heaven, um, I will have this free will. I can choose perfectly, and I can choose to sin or choose to not sin. Since I have genuine free will again, a genuine free will, I can choose to sin or I can choose to perfectly obey God. And I will choose God. So the question is, when we get to heaven, heaven, I don't know, draw cloud, huh? Will I still have free will? Will I still have the free will to choose to sin and not to sin? Now, I answer it the other way. I answer it as, I think the question is more, so I do not know who asked, I don't know what exactly is the context. The question is probably when we get to heaven, now, if we have free will, will we choose to sin or not? What do you think? Uh, let me see whoever. Um, Ignatius, when we get to heaven, 
will we still choose to sin or not? Means can we still choose to sin and then, but I choose not to sin? Will it be like that? Or will it be we will not sin? We will not be able to sin. We will not be able to sin. Okay? That will be the case. We will not be able to sin. Now, I explain to you why. Now, we, we can only draw, draw conclusions, alright? When, when God created the angels, okay, I, draw, I don't draw angels, I just say angels. When God created angels, listen carefully, when God created angels, some followed Satan, correct? Some disobeyed God, they had free will. They disobeyed God, they chose to disobey God. And they were cast down with, with Satan. Okay, cast down with Satan and all his, all his demons cast down. Those that obeyed God, they stay in heaven, correct? They stay in heaven or stay in God's presence, okay? Now, okay, now Jesse, maybe I'll ask you, tricky one. Jesse, where are you? Now, Jesse, did angels fall, did Satan fall first? Did angels fall first? Did Satan fall first or did Adam and Eve fall first? Satan. Why do you say that? Because God created the angels first. God created the angels first. <laughs> okay. And we also know when Adam and Eve were tempted, who tempted them? Satan, correct? So Satan fell first. So Satan fell first. Then man fell second, correct? Then man fell second. Now, we are all we are all sinners. We are all sinners. We are the descendants, we are all sinners, correct? We are all sinners. So we, we will sin. Why why are we sinners, Noah? Um, because Adam sinned. Because Adam sinned and because we are descendants of Adam and Eve, right? Okay, CP. Where's CP? CP, okay, CP. Now, so we get born, we are sinners, so they are new sinners, they are new sinners every day. They are new sinners every day. Are there new demons every day? Because men just keep giving birth, then we are sinners, more and more new sinners in the world. When the Bible tells us one third of the angels fell, right? One third of the angels got created, followed Satan. Hmm? Now, are there new angels falling from heaven? Are there new angels that disobey and become sinners? Uh, become, become demons? Any? Elim? No. We don't read that. None. Seem to be fixed. Fixed, huh? Fixed. Only the human race, more and more sinners. Now, let me ask you why. Uh, Esther, why? Why no more fallen angels? God did not create more angels. Correct. Because angels, do angels get married and have children? So angels do not produce new angels, right? Did God create two angels? Angel A and angelic B. And then they got married and produced more angels. No. When God created angels, what did He do? He just created 
All of them one shot. When God created man, did God say, I create a whole bunch of people? No, right? He created two and then reproduced. Angels do not, are not made by reproduction. Angels are pro, uh, God made them, the number is fixed, one third fell, that's it. The remaining two thirds, the remaining two thirds, do they still sin and fall and fall? No. But those at that point when they chose, they sinned and they fell. But after that, no more. Colin, why do you think so? Don't know. Noah? Um, for those angels that fell to the sea for Satan, that's why they fell almost, did, did they just choose to fall? Say again? Would they, for those angels to see for Satan when they fell, or did they just choose to fall? They have free will, so they chose. As long as, as far as we... God did not very clearly say, but they chose to follow Satan. Yes. Um, did Satan fall because um, like he um his name used to be morning star, like he used to be in that, and then like he was proud of it. Yes. Like, he did something and then. Yes. Like yes. So Satan fell. Satan fell because he was very proud, right? He was very proud, and he said, "I will be greater than God. I will be." More God than God, right? So he was cast down. He was cast down, then he tempted men. Now, why after that we don't hear of Satan, of angels falling? Because the number is fixed. Before that, can they sin? They can, and they did, yes. Okay, forgot. Okay, when you remember. Now, what did God say to Adam and Eve, Mabel? What did God say to Adam and Eve about the tree of good and evil? Or what command did He give Adam and Eve? If, I have, if, okay, Chloe wants to answer, if, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what will happen? You shall die. You will die. Right? You will die. Now this death is who remember? What how many kind of death? Yes. So um so so uh Satan like wanted like not go to hell alone, so is that why he is like Oh the question is Satan didn't want to go to hell alone. So he brought other angels along. Well, maybe, but we just know that the other angels chose to follow Satan. Okay? They chose to follow Satan. Now, what was I asking? What did I just... Oh, eat and then die. How many kinds of death? One, the first death is, I give you the easy one. Brenda, physical death. What's the second death, Brenda? Spiritual death. Alright? And then what is the third one? Eternal death. Eternal, eternity in hell. That death. So the final, final, final raising of the body, the final death. Alright, so you will die. This will happen to you. But, Chloe, but he said, but if you obey me, what will happen? You will live, right? If you obey me, you will live. You will live. You will live means, from what we see, you will live a life where you will not sin. Understand that? If Adam and Eve obeyed, obeyed God, then from then on, 
they will be in a sealed state. Understand? They will be in this permanent state where, like these angels here, they will not sin. Like he said, you will not be able to sin. You will not sin. Can Brenda? Angels at this point, they also had a point. At that point, they chose to. They can choose. They chose Satan. They fell. But after that point, so-called the testing point, those that did not, they stayed permanently not able to sin. They will not sin. Understand that? Same for human race. If Adam and Eve chose to obey God, then at that point, they will have that ability to not be able to sin. They will not sin. Okay? Now, let me ask you. Um, turn to 1 John chapter 3. Oh no, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Shall we read 20 and 21? Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Now let's read together. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, and may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Now, what does this tell us? When one day when we get the glorious, when we are when we rapture, we will get the glorious body, right? No more space. We will get the glorious body, and this glorious body is as like Christ, correct? It says it is like Christ. Christ. Now, God's intention in the first place is for Adam and Eve to obey Him, not sin. Then they will. From there on, be in a sealed state like the angels. The angels from there on, they will not sin. It was meant for Adam and Eve too. But they failed, and because they failed, then they did not have this state. But why Christ come to die for us and save us is because one day, Christ will give us that state. Understand that? That state where we will not sin. Why you want the glorious body? So that nobody aches. Not just that, right? It's not that. It's because we long to be in a state where we will not sin. Correct? We long for heaven because we will not sin in that state. So, to answer that question, um, when we get to heaven, how will we be like? When we get the glorious body, we will be like Christ. We will not sin. That's it. That's why we look forward to it. That's why we desire it. But Adam and Eve failed. And because it's, we are not created individually like angels, so we keep being born. So new sinners keep being added. The angels built, got created all at one shot, not by reproduction. When they're sealed, all sealed. Now cannot seal because new babies still coming out. But when Christ give us, when Christ come, when the final count is done, we'll all be sealed. Okay? We will not sin anymore. Okay. I don't know whether Shalomia, you understand? Okay. Okay, so next question. Okay, next question is this. What for this any other questions? Adults? No? Alright, so now this person asks question number three.
Okay, so wait, I'm supposed to uh, answer the teens one first. Now, now Shalomia asked. Shalomia asked. Now, shall we turn to Matthew 6? Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Okay, shall we read? Um, or we, we just look at verse 12. Verse 12, let's read together. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Try again. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. When we go to nursing home, how do we say this part, Ilim? How do we say this part? Hey, you didn't even turn there. You're still taking your pen. For how do, what do we say when we come to this part? And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? We say that. But, Veronica, what is the word here? Debts. Debts. Debt. And debtors. Debts and debtors. Why? So, Shalimuya has a good question. How come? It's different. So, you want to change from today? It's debts and debtors. Sorry, my handwriting is very bad. Debts and debtors. Why do you think so? Why not trespasses? Trespass against us. Trespass against us. Anyone want to guess? Yes, Chloe. Such an excellent answer. So that the nursing home people can understand us better. Do you think so? So the nursing home people can understand us better. What do you mean by that? What happens if you say, if Chloe stands next to the elder lady, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors? What do you think, what do you think they will think about? Money. Or what are debtors? People who owe money. Now, owe, for example, owe, at least today, normally when we say debt and debtors, with debts, we think of money, right? You owe me money. Debtors are those that owe you money. Hmm? So, Shalomia has a good question. But it is in a big sense related to, so that the elderly understand. Forgive us our debts and our debtors. Then the elderly lady is sitting next to you. How much I owe you? <laughs> Let me know. Huh? They were thinking of that. They don't understand how come, how come we owe money. We didn't owe anyone any money. Uh, they may not understand. So you're right in that sense. Now, historically, this is what happened. Now, the Greek word, okay, the Greek word, if you think of it strictly, in modern terms, it will mean... It means owe. Alright, you owe. You owe someone. You owe someone. Okay, you owe someone and something needs to be paid. 
you owe and therefore you need to, something needs to be paid. Understand that? Owe and needs to be paid. So, Shalomiah, you ask who you got to pay attention. So, what is the word in the Greek for debts? It means you owe and you need to pay. Okay? Now, when it was first translated, um, the translator translated as debts. Debts. That is actually an accurate translation. Understand that? Accurate. Accurate. But the problem is we only think of debts relating to money. Do you owe debts of other things? Can you think of other debts you owe? Esther or Sing Yun? What other debts you can owe? Favors, right? In Chinese called renting. You owe favors. You also call it a debt. Ah, I have a debt to pay. Means I have a favor to pay back. Debt can be used for many things, but most time people think of money today. Now, then along the way, another translator desiring that they would translate it so that, like, like uh, Chloe say, people may have a clearer understanding. He translated it as trespass. Do you think when God says that he's talking about money? No, he's talking about what? Shalomia. Forgive everything. So when you say, forgive me of my trespass, what's a trespass? Sin. Trespass means you sin. Alright? You cross the line. Means what God commands, you go over it. You go against it. That's called trespass. We put a sign there. No trespassing. Means what? From this line onwards, you cannot cross over. No trespassing, right? So sin is trespass. So he translate the meaning is, is sin. Now, is sin a debt? Shalomia, is sin a debt? Kind of. What did Jesus come to do? Pay. Jesus came to pay for our sins. We always say Jesus come to pay, 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 pay for our sins, right? You're talking about debts, understand? When we sin, then we are owing God something. We owe God. And Jesus will come and pay. We owe God. What is due to us is punishment, judgment. Okay? So, is sin, sin needs to be paid for. That's why Jesus died on the cross. They pay for our sins. Now, young ones, do you want to pay for your own sins? Phoebe, do you want to pay for your own sins? How? You want to pay for your own sins? Or you want someone else to pay for you? What happens when we... If, if it is not paid, if your sins are not paid, what will happen? You will go to, go to hell because you have to pay yourself, right? So it is a debt. It is a debt. But over time, they used the word trespass and it became easier to relate to, understand. Then they just stuck with that in the common prayer. Understand? In the common prayer. Common prayer means it's a book of prayer and then they all have those prayers. Then Shalomia, they just chose to use this word in the common prayer book. But in the Bible, it is that, it is accurate. Understand? Answer your question? So over time in history, the common book of prayer, 
they just use this one that they felt more people understood when it's prayed so at old folks home they also understand like chloe rightly pointed out okay so that's it because i know a few people ask how come we can always say trespass when the bible said that it's just that okay but the meaning is the same the meaning is the same what time is evangelism briefing Two, is it? Okay, one last question. So, that's that. All right, so this person asked this. Now, turn to Judges chapter 11. Okay, um, Judges 11, the person's question is, where is it now? Oh, Judges 11, let's read verses 30 and 31. 30 and 31 reading. Okay, so the person asked, um, why, would Jep- why Jephthah vowed such a strange vow that offers a human being for a burnt offering? Why did Jephthah of- of, um, vow such a strange vow that offers a human being for a burnt offering? Okay, so the question is why. Now before I forget, uh, before I clean this off, so the person who translated that was John Wycliffe. Okay, John Wycliffe, let's give you the dates. Um, John Wycliffe in 1395. John Wycliffe in 1935, he translated it as, as that. And then um, Tyndale. Tyndale. Tyndale in 1526. Oh, Shalomia is not here. All right. In 1526, he translated as trespasses and they used that for the prayer book. Okay, now next. So now the question is, why did Jephthah offer such a strange vow? Now, which parent will offer that? Right, Alex, will you offer when your daughter say, "God, if you help me in my job, I will offer you." Which one? Who want to go? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Veronica is looking down. All right, I offer you this daughter to be a sacrifice. To be a sacrifice. So the person asks, why would someone offer such a strange vow? Why do you think so? Huang, wait, Huang Ti, you ask this question. Okay, so I cannot ask you. Now, uh, Clara, why do you think so? Why would he offer such a strange vow? Is it strange? It's strange, okay. Why, why do you think so? Don't know. Those who did judges, anyone remember? Wait, who did judges? Uh, Alex did judges. Why? Okay, number one, the Bible tells us in the book of Judges. Okay, 
in the book of Judges, now it tells us that at that time, every man did that which was right in his own, own eyes. Means whatever they see, whatever they learn, whatever they want, they just do. If my eyes like it, I will just do it. Let's turn to um, Judges, the book of Judges. Now, Jephthah is from the book of Judges, right? Judges, the last chapter, verse 20, chapter 21. Judges, chapter 21. Now, let's read Judges 21 together. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So, in their own eyes, what they see what they learn, what they observe, and if it pleases their eyes, mm, this is right, I like it, they will just go and do. They don't care about God's word. There was no king to teach them God's word, to judge them, to rule them. They just do whatever they want to, whatever is in their heart. So always remember, this is a very dangerous attitude. Young people, yeah, children. Do you want to do whatever is right in your own eyes? Is it dangerous? It is. Because if it is sinful, you just do, then you will have judgment. Now, so now the question is, why did Jephthah do this? Now, turn to um, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31. Deuteronomy chapter 12, Now, um, let's read 30 first. 30 and 31 reading together. Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them after that they are destroyed from before thee. And thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did this nation serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. For every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, hath they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Now verse 30, God says, now you live in this land. These people are very wicked. Their gods teach them to do wicked things. Shalomia, what, Shama, what, of the, what is one of the wicked things these people do? They... And God said, don't learn that. In verse 30. Oh, sorry, verse 31. Verse 31, the last part. <laughs> oh, you lost your page. Judges 12, 31. You're reading Deuter... Oh, sorry. Yes, because I told you to... Sorry, De no, 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 you're right. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31. You were there, correct. What was one of the things that the people do? They give their sons and daughters to be burnt in fire to their gods. In other words, you say you live in a nation where these people do wicked things. One of the wicked things that they do is they offer their children as burnt sacrifice to their gods. Understand that? But what did God say to them in verse 30? Now you better pay attention. Take heed to yourself. Don't be snared. Don't be, don't be deceived by them. Don't follow their ways. Don't do this. Don't do what? 
How did these nations serve their gods? Oh, how did they sacrifice to their gods? What do they do to their, uh, for their gods? Ah, even so will I do. I will learn and I will follow them. So God says, don't do that. The children of Israel, when they disobey God, especially in the time when, we just, when they just live as they wish, they, instead of obeying God, they say, ah, they offer their children to sacrifice, I will also do that. Wow, that is very, very good. And then they just, so Jephthah was a judge that was like that. He learned, he see, wow, I like this idea, you know. This is extreme sacrifice. Then he say, I will also just say, okay, if I will say, I offer whoever comes out of my house. Understand? So the question, Kuangti, is why Jephthah vowed such a strange vow? Why? Because he learned from the heathens and he just did whatever was right in his own eyes. So Christians, what's the lesson? We better know God's word. When God didn't, don't ask us to do those things, don't go and do. God never asked us to go and punish our bodies. Some say, um, I, I, I cannot sleep on beds, I must sleep on floor, I, ca- I cannot eat nice food, I must only eat plain rice and water. Oh, this is very good because other people do it also. We do what God tells us to do, we don't do what God tells us not to do. Am I right? We don't do what God tells us, we do what God tells us to do, what God tells us not to do, we don't do. Don't be like them. Do whatever is right in your own eyes. When you know, obey. Okay, so answer your question, Wangdi. He just learned and he just want to do. Actually, is, are we like that? The charismatic do that. We also want that. The world is like that. We also want church to be like that. Whatever is right in our own eyes, we want to do. Can church be like that? Then we will be chaos, like the book of Judges. Okay, let us pray.